Welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. Please go search and subscribe for Champs Corner on any podcast platform you can think of and tell all your friends to do the same. Uh, today we're going to be talking, we haven't talked to you guys in about two or three weeks. Some big things have happened uh, nationally or, or globally, uh, the coronavirus, that's it affecting Mark Jennings a little bit. And then, you know, Scott Cochran left Alabama for Georgia, and they do have a replacement. We also have uh, the basketball tournament. Mark is the general manager of the Alabama alumni team. We keep getting so many uh, questions about how practices and tryouts are going for that for the this summer event where the games are on ESPN. Um, and then we'll hit some listener questions. Alabama also got a big class of 2022 commitment. So let me introduce Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing? Drew, as always, it is a pleasure to be on your podcast and come in and share my wealth of expertise and knowledge about, uh, you know, local sports and the recruiting scene going on here, Drew. And as always, I love being on here. I'm so excited to do this podcast, Drew. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Mark, and thankfully I've been marked safe from the coronavirus so far, but I believe you put on your Twitter account, at Mark Jennings 55, that uh, some people close to you have been infected with the coronavirus. That's correct, Drew. Unfortunately, it's it's uh, really hit home for me. Uh, my my wife and my accountant Tom uh, have been diagnosed with coronavirus, and they decided to quarantine themselves. They decided to go to Italy this week. They flew out there, and uh, uh, they're going to hang out in Italy for a while and uh, for a couple of weeks. And and uh, you know, apparently, there's a, a huge mass of people uh, in Italy who also have coronavirus. I think they're going to quarantine themselves with them. Uh, and, and see how that goes, and and, and uh, you know if you're a praying person, please pray for my wife and Tom and uh, and, and their little trip they had to Italy. Uh, they're in Italy now, and and I'm really there are my thoughts and prayers at every every waking moment, Drew. And uh, I apologize for being so serious to start off, but uh, I hope they're okay. They told us they got a, a five star hotel booked uh, for the quarantine. And I hope they ha- have as much fun as they can out there uh, in these extenuating circumstances. Yeah, so uh, obviously thoughts and prayers to Tom and your wife. So when people are writing Tom's name on the prayer wall, can you remind them how, how to spell it? Yeah, I apologize, Drew. That's correct. It's T-H-O-M-M, Tom. It's a silent H and really a silent M because there's two M's. But uh, it's T-H-O-M-M is, is how you spell his name, Drew. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll be back soon. I'm sure they'll get healthy. And uh, but I know this kind of uh, you know puts a little bit of a, of a dent in your business right now. Maybe calls and you to do some extra work or some of your workers to work extra hard. How are things going? You know, at the course and with all the others. You know, the, all the other money making uh, you know businesses you have. Well, it's pretty tough right now, Drew. I, I really am lucky to have uh, the new intern, Yorgo. He's really come in and works really hard. He's working basically 20 hours a day. He comes in at, at 4.30 a.m., usually leaves until 12, stays until 12.30 a.m. Uh, he's been skipping class at Sanford, which I really encourage him to do because what he can learn in the real world, learning from me, is uh, a lot more than he can learn by, by some book or some nerd uh, teaching the class over there. But uh, – you know, he's making money right now uh, to cover his tuition. Uh, he might need another year to finish school because he might fail all these classes, but this internship is really going to help him when he is out in the real world. I'm so happy that he's a part of my team, Drew. Yeah, I'm hoping we can have him on the podcast. Just tell a little bit, a little bit more about Yorgo and uh, how, how did you end up hiring him? 
Well, uh, you know, Yorgo is, as you can notice, he's not a native. He's actually Somalian. Uh, he came over. Uh, uh, he came over a few years ago, I think. I don't know. I, I try not to talk to him all that much or get to know about him. But uh, you know, he is one of hundreds of applicants for the internship job, and I thought he would make a great hire, uh, and I could teach him uh, the lessons of the real world, such as not relying on the subscription sites. You know, uh, staying away from Hoover, things of that nature. Uh, he's applied for this internship a few times. I think this is the third time to apply. Uh, and frankly, I wanted to add some diversity on the staff with him being uh, a Somalian. And uh, I find, frankly, I thought that was the best way to go. It is 2020, Drew. Uh, I want to be able to give him opportunities uh, that he might not have somewhere else. Yeah. Has Yorgo, you know, kind of dipped his toes into any, any, any big business ventures for you so far? Well, you know, right now, as you know, with coronavirus, we talked about it, uh, a lot of people are scared. So we're planning on taking advantage of that right now. He's uh, working his connections uh, overseas to, uh, to, to bring us some maybe underground market hand sanitizer, uh, stuff you can't buy in stores. Uh, so if we're going to get it, we're going to mark it up maybe 10, 20 times what the, what the cost is of bringing it in. We plan on. Uh, you know, further expanding my profits that way and, more, and bringing in more wealth. So right now he's working hard, and I, I'm proud of him. I think he's doing a great job, and that, that you know, uh, the wage that he's earning is is not very much. Uh, it's enough to cover Stanford tuition, but frankly, he's, he's what he's bringing in revenue-wise or going to bring in is a lot greater than what he's costing me, and, and frankly, I'm thrilled with that. And he's making, what, 285 an hour, or have you given him a raise since then? It's it's still two eighty five an hour, Drew. Uh, he actually has to start bringing in money before I give him away, and then we'll talk. Maybe I can bump him up to maybe three fifteen, three twenty five an hour. But uh, right now we're staying at two eighty five. Okay, so the hand sanitizer business, you know, maybe if that hit, hits pretty good in the next couple of days. Yeah, if that takes off, we'll talk about it. But uh, that time hasn't come yet. I'm excited about the work he's doing. Excited about this opportunity with the hand sanitizer. Also expanding into masks. Uh, right now, we are currently making a deal with to, to hoard some of the masks and keep them off the market. As you notice, they've been sold out uh, lots of places. We have a lot to do with that because we're keeping the stock. We plan on uh, selling those very soon for uh, you know, 20, 30 times the market price. Outstanding. Hey, so um, a question about the golf course and how the coronavirus is affecting business at the golf course. It's actually something that came from Cameron Luke Ratliff on Twitter and we would have gotten to it later in the podcast when we take our listener questions. But, you know, you got so much going on at the golf course. How has the coronavirus affected business there? Drew, we're still going full force. You know, we're not going to be scared away by some quote-unquote pandemic. Uh, you know, we've got our big women's 60-plus, our seniors' women's tournament coming up this weekend. It's still on. we got 3,000 entries. We've got 3,000 women from all over the world coming in. You know, China, Italy, Germany. Uh, all around the world, and, and no one's canceled yet uh, because they really want to play in our tournament, do as, Drew, as, as you probably know. It's very prestigious. I got my top grounds crew working on it. Uh, the course is going to be in pristine condition this weekend, and we're really excited about it, Drew. And so, no, uh, the question is, am I making any measures uh, for me going forward? Then, uh, no, uh, we're making no changes. I probably won't go out to the course and interact with those people, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, I pay workers to go out there and, and do their job and they, I plan on having them do their job this weekend. Okay. Will your go be interacting with them or do you need to keep him behind the scenes to, to run the operation? 
This week, I have them fully working on on bringing the hand sanitizer and the mask. Uh, I might have him this weekend uh, do some work at the course. If you know somebody gets sick or something or makes an excuse that they can't come in, I might have him fill in. Uh, might have him be a starter or something at the course. Or uh, he's one of those guys where I, he I could put him in a whole lot of places uh, to to work for me. And so uh, I'm going to wait and see where I need him this weekend. Outstanding. Well, let's get to, uh, you know, some podcast talk, um, you know, as far as the uh, what's going on with Alabama sports, you know, Scott Cochran, the the strength coach, he left and he's going to be the special teams coordinator at the university of Georgia. This happened a couple of weeks ago, so it's not any big breaking news or anything like that. And Alabama even has a successor that we'll get to. Um, uh, but this is something that apparently, uh, you know, Cochran wanted to get on the field as an assistant, but Saban didn't, really think he was ready for that yet. Mark, what can you tell our listeners about that whole situation? Well, I think I've said this on the podcast before, Drew. Scott Cochran is one of the really future stars uh, of coaching. He's just a talented guy, brilliant guy, hard worker. And, frankly, I, I think he's a serious possibility to be Coach Saban's successor one day. And, frankly, you know, if he wasn't going to get on the field at Alabama, he needed to get on the field. Uh, somewhere else. I'm so happy for him that he was able to do it at a, at a major program. Yeah, absolutely. And Coach Saban's going to still coach for a few more years, even though he's getting up there in age. And maybe by then, Scott Cochran, he might even work his way into an offensive or a defensive coordinator or something like that. Uh, he'd been around the program since Coach Saban got here in 2007. So 12 seasons, I believe it is. But uh, the reaction to the news doesn't seem like it's been too great. I think everybody always just kind of has their opinions. But, Mark, what is your uh, your reaction to Alabama's, uh, you know, reaction by, like, the media, the subscription sites and stuff like that? Well, I think if you look at what Coach Cocker has done in Alabama and you hear him leave, and I think you see a lot of people who are bitter about that, uh, especially him leaving to go into Georgia. Uh, and so they're not going to handle it well. You realize some subscription sites – uh, such so a tighter insider. I'm not going to say say who, uh, but his real name is Reggie. He goes by Bama K on TI. He always says if a recruit goes somewhere else because he has bad work ethic or there's something wrong with them or he was paid off. Uh, he did this about Scott Cochran, too, and he said Scott Cochran, Cochran wasn't even that good. And, you know, frankly, he had insinuated that Cochran and, and, and Smart and their wives were uh, – uh, they interchanged their wives. I'm not going to mention in the podcast. But uh, a lot of disgusting rumors uh, are being circulated on these subscription sites. And, and frankly, the world would be a better place if those sites cease to exist. Um, but, you know, I can't do that. I understand how market demand works. People think that if they pay for something, that's going to be a quality product. But uh, unfortunately, that's not the case with subscription sites. Until people figure that out and realize it, then uh, more disgusting rumors like that are, are going to continue to be spread. And frankly, uh, yeah, I've been praying a lot for Coach Cochran. I'm happy for him. And uh, uh, I just think that if you say something bad about Scott Cochran uh, because he went somewhere else, I think that says a lot about you and the moral character and integrity that you have. You know, I expect that from guys in journalism. I expect that from that from guys like Michael Casagrande. Hey, you know, I, I expect that from them. Uh, but, you know, there are some guys who you would wish that they would do better. And uh, to see that type of filth on something on a subscription site like Tider Insider, that's just disgusting to me. Yeah, I hope it's not still there anymore, but I have a good feeling that it is. Um, so since then, Alabama has lost a pair of commitments on the recruiting trail in the class of 2021. 
quarterback Drake May out of Charlotte, North Carolina, or somewhere around there, flipped his commitment to the University of North Carolina where he'll go play for Mac Brown. Latrell McCutcheon, a defensive back out of Texas, he backed off his commitment as well. You said that from the get-go uh, on McCutcheon. Not so sure about May, but this happened. Uh, how much of this uh, is a result of Coach Cochran leaving? Well, you're right. I did say that about Latrell McCutcheon. I think he would stick around, but whatever chance Alabama had of keeping him was out the door when, when Coach Cochran left. So uh, these are 100% Drake May as well. Uh, Drake May and Latrell McCutcheon both. If Scott Cochran sticks around, uh, those two guys are going to play for Alabama next year. Uh, but with him leaving, uh, you can already see the effect of what's happening. We're losing recruits. And to be honest with you, Drew, I wouldn't be surprised if even more of them uh, walked out the door with uh, Coach Cochran up there. Yeesh. Well, thankfully, Alabama has another strength coach. Actually, they hired two of them from the University of Indiana, David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray. Mark, what was the process like for Coach Saban uh, to hire another one? Because it seems like you, you had mentioned one or two on your Twitter account. Well, Drew, I don't mention this on uh, everything on Twitter, but I recommended to, to Cedric and Coach Saban that uh, Drew, that they hire uh, Ted Rath. He was with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Uh, but Ted Rath is really one of the greatest guys you're ever going to meet, really high character, integrity guy, um, really respectful towards toward the opposite gender. Uh, but he turned it down. He had just taken the Eagles job and didn't want to. Uh, leave that after just getting the Eagles job. I understand that. So he ended up with David Blue and Dr. Rea. Uh, so uh, as you've read, and you know, you, you have friends in journalism still, so you understand what's going on there. I, I like David Blue a lot. I think he's a pretty good uh, strength guy. He's very good at what he does. Uh, but you got to do me a favor, Drew. Uh, the other guy's name is Matt. His name's Matt Rea. Yeah. Uh, let's not call him Dr. Matt Rea. He likes being called doctor. Uh, is he even a medical doctor? I don't think he is, Drew. And frankly, these people who go out there and call themselves doctor or aren't real doctors, uh, you know, that, that that's just uh, sending a signal to society that you are, uh, you are, you think that you have more worth than you actually do is what it's telling me. So, I, if if Doctor Raya finds a cure for the for the coronavirus, like we're working on and Yorgo's working on, then all right, I'll call him Doctor Raya. But you know, these guys, these nerds at Stanford. They call themselves doctor or whatever. And this is frankly why I told that Yorgo, he didn't need to go to class. You got somebody who's not a medical doctor and call themselves doctor, then you don't need to be, you don't need to be associating yourselves with them. And you need to go for learn from someone else. So uh, I, I don't like it. I think one of the problems we have in society is, is we don't understand. We think that we are worth more than we actually are. And I think that really is evident when you look at people like Dr. Rhea, who is not a doctor, but still calls himself doctor. Well, Mark, do you think you got a piece of paper that uh, from from some educational work that certified himself to call him a doctor? Drew, I could give you a piece of paper and say you're Dr. Champlin. Does that make you a doctor? No, I don't think so. All right. Anyways, we'll move along there. We'll see what happens with Alabama as they try to, you know, uh, make some strength gains or some gains in the strength and conditioning and the weightlifting departments with uh, David Ballou and Matt Rea. Um, Let's talk a little bit about basketball, Mark. And we have talked about this on the last two podcasts as far as the Alabama alumni team for the basketball tournament. And this tournament is, uh, you know, it happens every summer. You start seeing these teams, these former, uh, it's a big deal. It's on ESPN. It's five on five in the winter. The winning team, I believe, now gets $2 million and they split it up among players and Maybe some staff members, Mark, I'm not sure what cut you're going to take if, if the Alabama team is able to win at all. But you 
detailed the exhaustive uh, tryout process. And you mentioned a lot of guys who have been at the tryouts at the gym and the secret tryouts that no one else knows about. Maybe I'm not sure if Yorgo gets to go or not, but uh, can you give us an update, Mark? Who are some guys that have been showing up to the tryouts and uh, what's going on there? Uh, no, to answer your last question, Yorgo does not get to go. He has not uh, proved himself yet to be, to be the, a manager of people. Um, so he is not allowed. This is all me. I'm doing this, but we still got about 55 guys out for tryouts. Uh, it's five on five tournaments. We're going to have 12 spots, two alternates. Uh, I like the way it's going so far, Drew. We got some separation point guard spot. I really like what Avery Johnson Jr. Ben Evelyn are doing, uh, down low. I like to go big. Uh, Thalamus McGee is looking good. MC Mazik is looking good. Wade Kaiser. Leon Douglas is even looking good, Drew. I wasn't wasn't sure that he was able to, at his age, would be able to compete, but he's down there looking pretty spry. Uh, the best wing player has been Jim Bakken uh, by far. Uh, I scouted him at the Adult Basketball League at Dawson Baptist, and he's been telling you to – he's been telling me, excuse me, to keep my his participation on the down low since he's worried that he might be ineligible since he plays in the Dawson League. Uh, or he won't be able to play in the Dawson League if he's on the team. But um, I didn't agree to that. I told him I have a podcast to do with you with millions of listeners, and, and I can't keep that information uh, uh, secret. But so everybody knows now uh, Evan Brock has showed up in the last two tryouts. I really like the way the team's looking, Drew, and I'm really excited about the product we're going to put on the floor this summer. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be really tough for you to whittle these guys down from 55 to 12 plus the two alternates. What about Brian Passick? How's he doing? I got to be honest with you, Drew. I like Brian. You know, we've had him on the podcast before, but he's really struggling. He's not uh, not being very coachable. Uh, he, he's not doing what, what I'm asking him to do. Uh, he's not giving a whole lot of effort. You know, this week, uh, last week in Alabama basketball lost, uh, Coach Oates talked about guys not giving max effort. And, frankly, that's he's talking about Brian passing, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, we have tryout sessions this week, but Brian can't attend because he's going on vacation in Nashville. Uh, so he's not going to make that. So I, I'm disappointed in, in Brian so far. Uh, I think that says a lot to his character, integrity, uh, the effort he's putting forth. And he had a long way to go before he makes this team. Uh, you look at guys right now in front of him, Charvez Davis is in front of him, Anton Reese is in front of him. Uh, Eric Washington has been a real star lately. He wasn't aware of the tryouts originally, but word got to him. Uh, luckily, we still have about seven to eight more tryouts left. Uh, and I, as to, to get the team figured out. We had 12 so far, so we'll have eight more. Um, you know, the tryouts, Drew, they're pretty they're pretty, uh, they're pretty, pretty tough. You know, you got to be tough to get through them. The average about four hours each tryout, and uh, they run for an hour before the tryout. So I want guys who are there to compete. Uh, I want guys who are there who are to, to have some pride in the name of the jersey. And, uh, and I'm disappointed. I don't think Brian has the same pride uh, that I'm looking for in this team. But he's got a chance to turn it around. Brian, I know you're – you might be listening to the podcast, and if you are, uh, just do a little better, buddy. And you know, work a little harder, and you can make the team. All right, yeah. I know Brian will take that to heart. I'm sure he's going to – maybe it'll be a big wake-up call. We've had a lot of people ask, Mark, who is the coach for this team? Have you settled on that yet? We have, it, Drew. I really like what uh, – I've interviewed a bunch of guys. I really like Tyrone Beeman. He really stands out as a guy I've interviewed. I really like Kobe Baker, an assistant coach. Uh for the team, I'm not ready to make him the head coach yet. He doesn't have any head coach experience. But uh, uh, I like Kobe Baker a lot. Uh, David Hobbs, uh, I really like the things that he said. Uh, Bucky McMillan is uh, an underdog candidate. I know he's got his uh, recruiting to do at Mountain Brook, but uh, 
he's promised he'll be able to find time to do this team the right way. Uh, Bob Simon, uh, Greg Polinski, a lot of guys that we've interviewed so far. I like all of them. Uh, we got some more guys left to interview, and I'm not, I can't say their names yet because we haven't interviewed them yet. But uh, I really like the the way the coaching search is heading. Yeah, well, that's great. Hey, so obviously this started out as a big recruiting pro- podcast uh, five years ago. Alabama got a commitment from 2022 Thompson High School prospect in Alabaster. That's Jeremiah Alexander, and he's a rising junior. And this guy, man, he is something else. I've seen him play a couple of times. He's a defensive end, outside linebacker. And a lot of times you'll see guys commit to a school before their junior year and they back off. I don't think it's going to be the case with this kid, and he just looks like a real dude out there. Mark, what are your impressions of Jeremiah Alexander? Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of guys like him, Drew. You watch in middle school, you say this guy's going to be an NFL player. That's what you say when you if you watch Jeremiah Alexander. He's a prototypical NFL edge defensive end, uh, outside linebacker. He's elite. He could be the best prospect in the nation in the 2022 class. I have a number four on my board right now. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's number one by the time I put my final rankings out. So he's just a fantastic player, Drew. He reminds me a lot of another guy who played in the SEC, had a fantastic career. Uh, really got a raw deal in the NFL, some things that, uh, you know, people people weren't – didn't uh, – some non-Christian people, Drew, uh, really gave him the short end of the stick. Of course, I'm talking about Greg Hardy. Do you remember Greg Hardy, Drew? Yeah, are you talking about the same Greg Hardy who's an in, it was trying to be an M- MMA fighter now? Same, It's the same Greg Hardy, Drew, and the, and the type of intensity and toughness that he brought to the NFL, he's going to bring to MMA, and I have no doubt he's going to be highly successful in that arena. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremiah Alexander, you know, I covered recruiting for a while. I've covered high school games for quite a while, seen games up here. And you just watch him play even as a sophomore last year, and you just know that guy's going to be successful. He just He's a real big-time player there. Kind of like George Pickens, uh, for even for Hoover last year at that level, you watch him play, and he's just he's just a different animal. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of those guys are playing in the NFL in a few years, even though Jeremiah Alexander still has two more high school football seasons left. So we're going to get to some listener questions. Mark, why don't you tell everybody how they could reach you on email or social media? Of course, if you want to find me, the best way to do it on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. You can email me, but to be real honest with you, uh, I'm not even, I haven't introduced Yorgo to the email yet, so uh, that might be a bit before he can get to that. If you want to email me, my email address is markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. It's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. That's B-R-E-A-K-S, not A-K-E-S. That's, that's like when your car stops. So it's Mark Breaks Down Film at AOL.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I love hearing your guys' questions. Uh, I really do. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fantastic questions we're going to have this week, Drew. Let's get to them. Yeah, let's do that. We hear from Mikey DeLulo at MikeyGFY on Twitter. Hi, Mark. I was just wondering if we could get on an update on your efforts to bring the XFL to Birmingham. If and when the team joins the XFL, would they still carry on the name and legacy of the Iron? Well, first of all, I really appreciate uh, – I really enjoy Mikey's handle, Mikey GFY. I don't know what that stands maybe for. Maybe, maybe that's an airport code or something. Uh, I don't know what the GFY airport is. But, uh, anyway, maybe that's where he's from. I don't know. But I really appreciate it. Uh, but the question is about the XFL. We'll still, we are still trying to get the mayor removed from office. Uh, Rizzi talked about talk, creating a pack. Uh, to to get Mayor Woodfin out of office. I, I'm ashamed to call him mayor, really, because he doesn't deserve that position. He's wholly unfit for office. But uh, Mr. Woodfin, uh, he, might, he might go by Dr. Woodfin, to be honest with you, knowing him. But Mr. Woodfin, 
I'm trying to get him out of office. And as soon as he's out, there's a 100% chance spring football's coming back to Birmingham. Uh, the name, of course, uh, is yet to be determined, but I am 100% certain the legacy that the, me and the other owners and, and front office, the Birmingham Iron, the legacy that we brought to the city is going to continue uh, with the new spring football team that's going to be in Birmingham. All right. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot in the last couple of podcasts about spring football. Just go back and listen to the last couple of episodes there at the start of the podcast and get caught up. We hear from Real Paul Pedram on Twitter, Mark, the, with the rise of the polls of Joe Biden has been unforeseen. What advice did you offer to his team to start this surge? Well, uh, Drew, I'm not going to get too political. My preferred candidate was Marianne Williamson, and I think it's disgusting what the Democrat Party's doing to her, not giving her a debate slot. But uh, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I will say that I wholly support um, a good friend and national championship coach, Tommy Tuberville, and his Senate campaign. I think it's time that we got some new blood in Washington. And, uh, he, you know, I, 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 he has my full support. Uh, you know, you can only donate $2,800 to a campaign. But uh, pretty much me and everybody at my course donated $2,800. And, of course, you know, I paid for it. But it was in their name. So I'm doing all I can to give as much money as I can to candidate Tuberville. Hopefully, uh, soon enough, we can call him Senator Tuberville. Absolutely. We hear from Roger Patrick Myers at Roger Pat Myers on Twitter, and he wants a, a comparison from MLB past or present for Brett Auerbach, who's off to a hot start this season for the Alabama Crimson Tide, playing several different positions this, this season. Well, Drew, uh, you know, I, I love Brett Auerbach. I think he's a fantastic player. When I watch him play, he reminds me of a guy who was, uh, you know, went to school, went to high school in Tallahassee, Florida, but didn't go to Florida State, actually went to play in the SEC. And, uh, Made two calls World Series in his career. Really one of the great players in SEC history. A uh, fantastic player. Uh, just recently retired a few years ago from, from the game. And really the game's in worse off for it. Luckily now he's a manager. But, uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about David Ross. Do you remember David Ross, Drew? Yeah, we're talking about the same David Ross who played for the Cubs and the Braves and the Red Sox so many years. Same one, Drew. Really one of the, the great catchers of the century. And really just a fantastic player. You know, he started out at Auburn. That's really when he really uh, took off his career. He had great coaching there uh, in that fantastic baseball environment they have down there. And uh, uh, I'm happy for him. And he's, he's going to do a great job as the manager. And uh, when I watch Brett Auerbach play, the way he knows the game, the way he plays the game, his talent level, he reminds me a lot of David Ross. All right. We hear from AU falling up 25-6 and six at CPTS. K-O-O-L-1. Mark, I've lost a ton of money in my 401k and stock portfolio. Do you have any financial advice to stop the bleeding? Thanks for being the best in the biz. Well, uh, you know, I, I try to stay away because I don't want uh, you know, to let my secrets out of the stock market. But, uh, you know, I, I highly suggest at this point uh, you put all of your money in big box stores. Uh, they're making a comeback. Uh, places like Macy's, Kmart, Sears, uh, Barnes and Noble, any any video rental store, those play those things are about to make a huge comeback. You really need on the ground floor. You can buy in real cheap, uh, and they're about to take off again. And, and frankly, if you want to make a whole bunch of money, uh, you put a, put all of your money in Macy's and Kmart and all those big box stores, uh, your Office Depot, your Staples. You put all your money in those, you're gonna be a rich man uh, coming up here real quick. 
All right. We hear from Paul T. Graham on Twitter, and Paul says, Mark, could you share with your 2.850,000 2, 2, uh, podcast subscribers the story of how you found The Viper when breaking down club baseball film in 2018? Obviously, as you know, he's talking about Chase Lee, the redshirt sophomore relief pitcher for Alabama. Well, Paul, I appreciate the question, but to be clear, I discovered him well before. Uh, 2018. I saw him when he was at McAdore. He was scout somebody else, actually. But uh, he was out there at McAdore. He was playing middle infield, I think. But uh, he got there. I watched him, and I watched his range of motion, the way he pitched. I told him he'd be a natural sidearm pitcher. Uh, but, you know, powers that be at McAdore and his, and his travel team probably uh, told him not to. But I'm glad he's figured that out now and got it going now. He's really one of the best pitchers in college baseball, uh, the way he's performing. So, um, I'm happy for him. He's a good kid, and uh, his seeing his success is not surprising at all. All right, we hear from Gang, Gamecock Colonel at Clueless Wallob. Mark, does the coronavirus make dangerous Hoover more or less safe? Well, to be clear, Drew, it's impossible for Hoover to be less safe. You know, the things that they're recommending you do in the, for the coronavirus, uh, stay away from from areas that've been in the highly contaminated. Don't travel. Uh, stay in your home. You should do all those things if you're in Hoover anyway. If you live there, stay in your home. Don't go anywhere. Uh, if you can avoid being there, uh, you know, try try to avoid being there unless it's a, a emergency or some sort of life or death situation. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say this for certainty, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Hoover has cases that are being covered up there and not being admitted because of the corrupt system in Hoover. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, uh, my, my advice is, is, as always, is don't go to Hoover. I think you have a lot better chance of, of, of surviving the day if you just avoid Hoover, uh, whether that goes to the violence there uh, or the coronavirus. So uh, I, I, my advice, is, as it always been, is to just avoid Hoover completely. All right. We finished the podcast up with a question from Miles Espy. Mark, I recently accepted a job in Coleman. I don't know much about the area, so I was curious if there are any safety concerns there like in Hoover. Thanks for your geographical expertise. Please know that Mrs. Jennings, Tom, and Chelsea with three E's are being prayed for. Well, I love Coleman, Drew. You know, I've talked about it before, how I took my honeymoon to Natchez, Mississippi, and our first anniversary, Mrs. Jennings and I, we, uh, we wanted to go somewhere that would be just as special as Natchez. So we chose Coleman. Uh, we love Coleman, Drew. We love the Ava Maria Grotto, uh, that little village where you walk around it. They model it after, uh, you know, Jerusalem, I think, uh, but or something like that. But I love Ava Maria, Ava Maria Grotto. I don't know what that means in English, but I love going there. Um, uh, there's fine dining there. There's a place, a little place called Carlton's uh, Italian Restaurant. Really the best Italian I've ever had has been in Carlton. Uh, I told Mrs. Jennings when she went to Italy to try to find an Italian restaurant better than Carlson's, and I told her that she probably couldn't because uh, it's so good. So uh, I love Coleman. Lots of things to do there. they got a movie theater there you can go to, uh, and, and there's lots of things to do. And uh, you're going to have a great time in Coleman, Miles. Uh, I'm kind of jealous uh, that you get to live in Coleman, but uh, uh, I'm happy for you and happy for career. And, and if you're in Coleman uh, for a job, that means you're moving on up pretty quickly. So. Uh, Congratulations, Miles, and you're going to have a great time. Absolutely. Thank you, Miles, for the question, and best of luck to you. You know, you're one of our loyal listeners, our most loyal listeners. That'll wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner Podcast. Please search and subscribe on any podcast platform. Tell all your friends. 
We'd love to get to 5 million listeners by the end of the summer. Mark Jennings, thanks so much for uh, joining me again. As always, Drew, it's a pleasure to come on your podcast. More great questions this week. I say we do this again real soon. Let's do that. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening.